The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go! You're wasting time! Welcome to Pottercast, your number one source for news, theories, discussion and interviews with people from the Potter books and films. I know a small amount myself having written the books. My name is Jakey Rowling. I am now happy to introduce your hosts, Melissa, John and Zach. And Zach. Hello, this is Melissa and Ellie. Are we doing last names today? We're going to do last names, John. Hey, it's me, John Noe. And I'm Frankie Franco, a.k.a. Frack. In no particular order, I'm Zach. <laughs> it's the first podcast of 2017. It is the first of 2017. The first year that in quite a while that we commit to a regular podcasting schedule. That's good. Schedule. This is a big Harry Potter number. That's right. It's the 19 years later. Seven is always a lucky number in mm-hmm. Potter terms. And yep. it's 10 years in July will be 10 years since the release of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Oh, that's right. I got to say, yeah. guys, it was a real treat putting together that special episode of your interview with J.K. Rowling from 2007. That was uh, that was so cool that you guys got to do that. That episode was incredible. I was in the middle of writing my book. I'll never not be cool. And I was like, I was like a month from deadline on my book and literally the only thing that it could have gotten me to stop sleeping eating and writing was jk rowling saying why don't i come on your podcast (laughs) so (laughs) so yeah oh god what a crazy time there was a lot of takeaways from that episode but i think one of the most important for me was the fact that john has a character from the series named after him (laughs) john john it was so smart of you john it's like when you get a lot of tickets for a raffle and you put all the tickets in one box (laughs) <laughs> John was like, I, I'm, I'm going to pick this 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 character that nobody cares about and just yep. fall in love with him. It really worked out brilliantly. But honestly, I remember my reason for even asking is uh, I I wanted to try to think of something that would make her laugh, uh, and like that was the whole thing. Even <laughs> even like I was expecting best case scenario like to have Ivana come back with like. A story about how she like cracked a smile or something um but then it turned into much bigger than that which was pretty uh, yeah. stinking well cool. i think i think my favorite was when she was like watch on you were right about the horcree all along i haven't i forgot that the <laughs> i that the horcree thing had gotten to her oh it had legs <laughs> she posted on on her website originally being That's like right. uh no it's not Horcry. Um, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Like, oh my God. I found, like, there's a hilarious <laughs> thread online of uh, people just bitching about Horcry and how, like, pissed <laughs> they were that somebody would misrepresent the language as to, like, try to confuse Joe about oh, proper geez. Latin. And, <laughs> you, like, John, you were gaslighting was, Joe. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was so funny. I, I would love to link to these people in the show because, oh, Oh, I, they did not like me very much, which I just thought was hysterical. <laughs> oh, oh, my no, God. I, that. I forgot. Oh, Joe, come back on the show, Joe. Come back. Yeah, Joe. She has a new website halfway there. She does. Yeah, what do we, we have to think of that? Is that? That's actually part of our big news since our last episode. It's true. It is. It is. There's just too much news. We can't keep up. JK Rowling is slamming people on Twitter. Oh. She's so 16 good. 16 times a week. It's amazing. She has a whole new website that kind of calls back to the old jkrolling.com. It's got all 
things to find little mystery and we should we should break that down we should we should do that now before we get talking about fan theories and fantastic beasts and everything else totally we also have a contest for you this time and lots of fun stuff Do we know what like all this handwritten crap is on this book? Has anybody enlarged it? Have we seen this before? This handwriting, I want a large gin? It's got I don't recognize any of these character names, so I imagine this could be uh, something from like... Oh, that's, that's the Strike Calling. Files. Strike that's, Files? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's not the Strike Files. That's, strike files. that's <laughs> not the Strike Files. <laughs> well, I, the Strike Pages. Know, that's the second time this week I've referred to it. That's the strike files. Freddy Bastigui ah. from the Cuckoo's Calling. No, but there's a piece of paper where Dumbledore... Where? Where part? With, there's like a paperweight with a peacock on it. And underneath there's paper. And it's all like her notes. I want a large gin. Nothing I can say. Assassinated whole missing thing? How do you know all this and I don't? What is this? So for those who can't follow this conversation, we are we are scrolling around on J.K. Rowling's website right now, which has all little fun. Like if you click her little her little um, crumpled piece of paper, that's the debunking section, which means she's going to like slam down rumors again, which was always fun when she did. There's an iPod Nano. There's her keys that she likes um, the most, I guess, little macaroon keychain. She has a, a script from Fantastic Beasts. Brian Wilson, Pet Sounds, 50th VIP. Nice. I love that she has a dedicated debunking section. Yeah, but there's nothing to debunk right now. Well, Horcrete's taken care of. That's yeah, true. She's the got all thing. the important stuff already standing yeah. out. Well, we should just start some rumors so she can start debunking Well, stuff. didn't she... I heard that someplace on this website, she she debunked the idea that Grindelwald used polyjuice. He said, she said he did not, but I don't know where it is on this website. Ooh, I want to think that he's a... Metamorphmagi. Mm. I mentioned it last time, but you guys didn't like the idea. I feel like I'd heard that before, and I think someone also emailed about that. I said it last time, but no one agreed with me, so I stopped really? talking about it. I mean, he could be, but would Revelio work on a Metamorphmagi? Well, that's what I'm that's thinking. What I'm like, would, would that work on Polyjuice? I don't know. I have no idea. Have we ever seen somebody forcibly transformed from their polyjuice form? No. No, it's always just, just worn off every time, just, except yeah, for off with the Thieves' downfall. Jr. Yeah, yes, Thieves' downfall, John. That's the only one. You had your oh, chance to true. ask Joe these questions back in 07, guys. Oh, I can't tell you how many we've added to the list since. Oh, forget it. <laughs> one of these days. So, do we want. We talked about news because I, I read over the Letta Lestrange stuff and how like she's going to be in a bigger part in the sequel yeah, that was really Frankie. interesting tell us about apparently little this, this strange was a late casting and i think from from what it's from what i read it sounded like she saw the film and then like she got cast and was able to watch it so they probably did some reshoots maybe or it was just late in the process and so she's going to have a much bigger role we're actually going to see her in the sequel and apparently well, she was only to- in like a in like a, a little photo. like photograph, so it's not like she had to do anything, you know. Yeah, but, I'm saying, but they, they actually cast her, an actress, not just a model. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and apparently, according to David Yates, Newt is still in love with her, so their relationship's going to be kind of complicated, which will be fun to see with um, Tina. Yeah, that's interesting because they actually do end up married, Tina and Newt. If if the lore about him is not going to change, like some other stuff has, they. It's mentioned in Fantastic Beasts that Newt and his wife Porpentina live, you know, wherever they live and they have like five measles. 
So the ship is is solved, but it sounds like they're going to just still be creating some tension. Yeah, I think it's going to be kind of like a uh, sitcom where will they, won't they? But, you know, like kind of mm-hmm. like Ross and Rachel, you know, they're going to end up together. But the whole tension between is half the fun. Yeah. And I imagine Newt is going to have to come to terms with realizing that one's healthier for him and he's going to have to make some hard decisions. Well, if we know that the film is based in Paris and we know that she's going to be in the next film, what, apart from possibly being romantic with new what does she do for the story like what what are they doing there and what does she have to do with it from what like the way that deviates uh the uh the oh my gosh the way that the director was talking about it it makes it seem like she's going to complicate things Mm -hmm. like she's probably going to want him to do something that's out of character for him like she's not going to be I don't think she'll be a straight up antagonist, but she's not going to be a protagonist from what I gather. But that's just me totally guessing and intuiting. I have no idea. All right. So here's what it says in the news article. Lita Lestrange, this is what the director says. She comes into the second movie. She's quite complicated and damaged and confused. And Newt is absolutely still in love with her. So she has a power over him. And yeah, she's a kind of tragic figure. So we will see a bit more of her in the second movie. I just went off of who was involved. This is now Zoe. Zoe Kravitz, who's playing her. And that's it. Complex relationship and power over her. But this but this movie's not coming out for like a year and a half. This is a lot of information pretty early. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I don't think he would have a need to say power over him unless she actually exhibits some sort of influence over him to make him do something. And Newt is such a character heavy character. Like his integrity is such a big deal to him. I imagine she, she'll probably want to been compromise something, which would mm-hmm. be very interesting in my opinion. Interesting. Why do you think she'll make him compromise something? You think she's not uh, necessarily a good person? Well, she said he says he's damaged and complicated. So I imagine that doesn't she probably mean has that she's not of, a good person. I, I didn't say bad person. I just said like she'll probably want to do something that would. People have different opinions, you know, of what what's wrong and right. And so for Newt, compromising his beliefs, not that. It's right or wrong. You know what I mean? No, like sure. getting getting a vegan to eat meat. You know, like that's not horrible, but at the same time, it's it's horrible for the vegan. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I mean, it just yeah. I, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, who and knows? honestly, this is just fun to guess about. That's all I'm. That's all I mean. Yeah, she's also a little strange. So you know, who's out of Hogwarts and who's possibly in Paris? Do you think that Newt's increased stature, having just basically, you know, captured Grindelwald? Is going to make her come around to him a little bit. Ooh, that's a really good idea. Maybe he's kind of like the big deal now. Yeah. Do you think that people are going to know about it? That they're going to say that it was him that did it? Or if they would try to keep that hushed? Uh, I don't know. I think they probably know. know. They like to give out awards and like Order of Merlins and all that nonsense. I imagine he's probably going to get one of those. We can't keep anything quiet. John, where are you? I'm here. You reading? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I've actually been sitting here trying to hack into Joe's site. Uh, How you doing? Aloha, Mora, not working. <laughs> yeah, no, not 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 just yet. Okay. Try Aloha, Mora, Maximus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. or you know, just kick it, like kick it That's in. We're just looking kick the for. Door down. because that works on magically sealed doors. Apparently, sometimes <laughs> depending on which movie you watch. I hated that, by the way. It was a comedic beat, so I forgive it. But I hate the fact you could just kick on a door that was magically sealed. And why yeah, would any no, wizard? Really dumb. <laughs> why would any wizard lock the door with a spell that can be opened with a low hormora? You know what I mean? Like that's not locking a door. Then that's just everyone has a skeleton key. So why even bother lock a door? Of course they're going to lock it with a fancy lock. 
tweeny. Yeah, I've never seen like a convincing magically locked door and it's just so dumb because the solution just seems so obvious if you think about like internet security is you would just like encrypt your spell so like only your wand can open the lock like why would you make a password that anybody else's wand could use that just seems so stupid yeah i agree I, it works at hogwarts because they're 12 years old but when oh, you're working sure. in government it's like okay right. come on guys but it was a comedic moment so i forgive it in the film yes yes i agree what is the best lock in the whole series this is an actual trivia question the most effective the strictest lock probably the one of the like the portrait or or the one on Medai moody's suitcase no no the lock uh, in the love room the love room no it's gonna Why be not? it melted the pen knife it's a clever john one what is it john what is it john the snitch well that's true Woo. <laughs> and the only the one, one person can open that thing but nobody no, opened uh, the love dumbledore room. did that was there was two people. That book was like, what is going on? When they got to the ministry and just doors are spinning and I know brains. I remember like thinking, like, this is so cool. We're learning about all this cool stuff that like Can't we're gonna learn so book. much more about. <laughs> and then we never did. And I was like, son of a tell me more about those goofy brains. Yeah. All the brains. That's my favorite book of the series still, book five. Or we're just walking into the solar system. However, that yeah. would work. That's amazing. Whatever they were mm. studying there. Cosmic yeah, I want to know more magic. about that. Put yeah. that on the list. Hey, we should start keeping a list that we update and have the Patreon people keep adding to of things we want to ask Joe. When she comes back. When she comes back. Note the use of when. Positive thinking. Positive thinking. Some podcast <laughs> listeners believe that there's, I don't, I don't want to call it a plot, but it could be a mystery. They Part of them believe that J.K. Rowling's interview being rebroadcast uh, during Christmas for us was a sign that something like the Scottish book may be coming. And I don't know, man, that seems like a pretty strong rumor. Yeah, that's a rumor. We have like an interesting rumor. Joe Joe did recently say that she's publishing two books soon. Mm. Now, would she refer to the Robert Galfrey stuff as candidly as she was publishing it? Or would she be more coy and not admit she's doing that? She sort of openly admits she's Robert Galbraith at this point. Yeah. Um, Okay. But Mm. like she plays with it. She still That's maintains why, the Robert Galbraith account. It's so much fun. Yeah. Do you think that she would have kept up the 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 whole thing if she had never been discovered? Do you think she'd still to yes. this day? Yes. Trying oh, to yes. Yes. 100%. On that name? I, yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Well, if that's the case, then what's her third name that we just haven't discovered? <gasps> Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know. Because mm. I, I, I don't know if she has the time to write under yeah, how, a pseudonym, okay, a second pseudonym. Yeah. And screenplays, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, not to I mean, mention books and mention new Twitter. Potter books and Twitter. I mean, like, this woman can do a lot, but wow, that would be a lot. Now, okay, this is a concern of mine that I'm hoping won't happen. I'm hoping she signed on and she is going to be doing every screenplay for the five films. Same. I hope it does not get passed off to anybody else. Because if it does no, get passed off to somebody else, I, I don't know if I'll see it as canon. You know what I mean? Because, like, she's mm. writing it. So, in my head, that's canon because it's, it's her. And so, like, if she passes it off to another screenwriter, no, she's which writing is it. her prerogative, I wouldn't be very sad. No, she's she is. She's writing it. I hope at some point that she steps up and, and 
directs one of these films because yes. you know, she she gets the best performances out of her characters. She knows exactly what you know, she that's what she does. She she Did writes you and directed these by scenes. JK Rowling also that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Not even wow. just her. I would also like at some point a woman, any woman, to direct Harry Potter related something. But I mean how do we know that she would be a good director? That's my thing. She's a storyteller. She's medium proof. That's what she she's does. somebody who's like, you know, like top of his game at like selling real estate, thinking that he could, you know. Plenty of actors make the leap of directing and do great. And you don't know that she'd be a, a great director. But if anybody has proven that they are capable across multi, many, many medium, it's J.K. Rowling. So if she wanted to direct, I'd be like, 100%, you'd do it. Yeah, I would love to see it. Yeah, I mean, if she wanted to play professional baseball, we'd let her do that too. I mean, um, maybe <laughs> no, that, I mean, that might yet. not be the thing we let her do. <laughs> I mean, I, I understand what John's saying because a good director is hard to come by because there you can't have an ego when you're directing. Like as a, like a good leader, you need to make the people under you. Your whole job is to make the people under you sing and be shine bright because that's why they're there. If if and I don't see her as a micromanager at all. So I think she might make a really good director now that I think about no, it. I think she'd be awesome. <laughs> That's all interesting. She, all she'd need to do is indicate what the character might be more feeling. You know, and, and, and then no she one could do it better yeah. than her. Set up the good shots. Like she she's got that brain. She can do it. Get Roger Deakins, who does all the Coen Brothers movies. I guess technically isn't writing writing a novel kind of like just being the director of your own imagination that's what it is yeah yeah but in a screenplay you can only do so much you can't do the same that you can do in a novel so so she her directing one of her own screenplays might be the perfect way to make it come to life but her her notes her composition of the screenplay itself and i don't know how many of you listening have have read fantastic beast but this is she goes beyond the norm when it comes to setting up the scene i I need to read that still it's a good read it's cool there's pieces of of that that read like something you would see suggested suggested to be put into a shot list but it's it's in the descriptions and it's in the you know the way they're looking at each other uh the subtleties some of the small subtleties that in the past few episodes that um a couple of that i think john you were referencing um when it comes to how people were treating each other Mm -hmm. and the clues that you were picking up off of that some of some of that didn't make it to the film yeah was in the script book but if but if she was the director I don't know, apart from all the technical stuff, I don't know who would be more inspirational and drive more of a performance from cast and crew than J.K. Rowling herself. And like I said, who knows the characters better than her? I don't I don't know. I need to read this. I do a scripts every week. I should just read this. this is yeah, you really should. I agree with all that, Zach. It'd be cool. I'm, I'm down. Speaking of books, have you guys seen this new Fantastic Beasts book that's out? I got it for Christmas. It's this big beefy thing that has like a really cool binder or like cover and like it has all these inserts in it that they have like the wanted posters for like the bad wizards in america they have like tina's um badge to get into makuza so you're talking about the film book not the original book she wrote the years film ago? book yeah this thing it's like it's really big it's really thick it's the coolest freaking thing. I got it for Christmas and like, you know, all of the newspapers in the beginning of the movie, like yeah, they're yeah, all yeah. in here so you can actually what? read them. Yeah. Like, <sighs> did you know that like house elves need training, by the way? 
No. What do you mean? A house elf doesn't just automatically know how to be a house elf. You have to teach a house elf to like clean. Like that made the house elves so much more disturbing yeah. to me. Like, yes. why in the hell? Because like you can, there, there was like house, house elf, like uh, dancers, like some house elves don't clean, they're, they dance. And so like, oh, wow. just they're just perhaps a minority population and everybody else has to clean. It's like, what in the hell's going on here? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I need to get this book. John, is this the book that's green with the with the dragon drawn on the green the new gra- dragon drawn on it, or what's the cover look like, or is it the one that's? I'll I'll link it in the thing, and then we can link it in the show. Oh, this is cool! A, a fantastic beast, and where to find them? Leather hardbound journal with Newt Scamander logo on it. Sorry, and falling into Amazon. No, I think this one is the Case of Beasts. Explore the film wizardry of fantastic beasts and where to find them. Oh yeah, totally. That's totally it. Yeah, this thing is flipping sweet. Like, oh, I love all these. I I could probably do like, um, you know, uh, like a thing of this book of the week for this show because, like, okay, I'll give you one right here. So, Jacob, um, according to the script book. After he gets denied his little bank loan uh-huh. for his bakery, his freaking girlfriend breaks up with them. No. Damn. Yes. Uh-huh. Like, they were, like, meant to be engaged, and, like, she, like, leaves him. So, not only does he not get his little bank loan, but, like, he's he's newly single in the midst of all of this, in the midst of meeting Queenie and knowing magic. Like, he had oh just God. been dumped. But... That didn't make its way into the script book wow. or into the movie. Wow. I wish that would have made it to the film. That's that would have been Isn't that interesting? Yeah. That's yeah, a very super interesting. Extra layer on top of his character. And John, there's like a map in there that divides America up into Pacific Mountain, yeah. Central and Eastern. What is this map talking about? Well, I mean, it looks similar to time zones, but Magical Congress of the United States of America, USA spell contravention there's all these weird little icons in there that kind of seem to uh so like that one you're looking at there uh has a big m for makuza right on top of manhattan a contravention a noun arrows that violates a law treaty or other ruling oh this is like maps of where that's crazy there's a skull on utah but the thing is mina lima also had a polyjuice flask like you know and like in all this extra stuff, it also indicated a polyjuice flask for Grindelwald. So I don't know if this stuff is like canon, you know? Mm. But this map is interesting. Yeah, right? Yeah. What is a star over like. And then look at this the skull and crossbones. Ooh, that is cool. We'll post this picture. Yeah. yeah sorry, guys. Um, it's just basically all this. Um, it's a map of the, United, of the United States and it's divided into four sections. From like California to Nevada, it's um, Pacific and it's orange. And then uh, over Utah up until over where Texas begins, it's mountain green. And then Texas all the way over to like where Florida starts is Eastern. And it's just like a stripe of color all the way up and down. And there are stars with arrows and it looks like a little like Ouija board thing, a pizza pizza with a circle in it. Um, and some skull and crossbones. So cool. But there's uh, no key. It just says USA spell contraventions. What yeah, is that? Yeah, contravention is a 
is uh, I just Googled the word because I did not know that word. And it's pretty much, it just means um, an action that violates a law, treaty, or other ruling. So it looks like they're just mapping where these the, are wrongdoers. Like, magical offenses have happened. And what does this mean? All right, we're going to put this up on the Patreon on public. And we <laughs> want people to to talk about what it means. What's it's great so about this Patreon cool. page is that it's also a blog. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're putting it up and we want you guys to indicate what you think it might mean. Why is there a skull and crossbones in Colorado? Please, please discuss. Yeah. All right. So we should do, we've got a couple of questions um, that we've taken from you in our inbox and from some of our Patreon subscribers. So let's do the ones that we got at our inbox first and go from there. Okay. Yeah. This person is named Ryan from Toronto. He says... Uh, hey guys, I'm glad you're back on a regular basis. I'm more than happy to support you guys after 10 years of quality HP entertainment. Oh, thanks, uh, dude. You've come a long way from the early book six reviews. Huh. Um, so, wanted to know your thoughts on future locations of the Fantastic Beast movies. Uh, we know Nexus Paris in the UK, then what? I was disappointed that we didn't get any info regarding Ilvermorn. I hope we'll end up there eventually. What's the question, John? Question is. Um, do we have any thoughts on, uh, besides, uh, New York and apparently Paris, um, where else we would expect this movie to be taking place? Ryan from Toronto. I don't know. Where do you guys think? Where do you think we're going besides Paris? Um, okay. If we're going, we went from a major city, New York to major city, Paris. And so it might be maybe like Japan. Germany. It'd be nice to go Eastern or, or, uh, or South of the border. Mm. Like, like Brazil. Yeah, Zach, I think 100% we're going to Germany at some point. Why? Grindelwald. Because oh, of World Grindelwald. Yeah. Hi there. I like to see the United States, so the southwest of it. I don't know if we're coming back to the US anytime soon, but... Are going to Italy where they're all on mopeds and they go, ciao. That would be cool. <laughs> That's what they do in Italy. But think ciao. about old Hollywood. That would be interesting. That'd be cool. Oh, that'd be super fun. I would love that, but I think we got a lot... We got a big... I don't know if we'd see that. We got to see New York in that time frame. Right. Um, I would love it though. Old Hollywood would be great. There's a lot It'd of be mischief. It'd so fun if there was some like wizards could um, get up to there. Wizards were <laughs> like Clark Gable is a wizard. Be hilarious. <laughs> yes. No. But I also would like to see, and this wasn't directly related to your question, but for the sake of locations, there's so many locations that be, could be connected to if this does happen. Um, following the trend of of her using the word fantastic beast and where to find the title as a topic and as a title for this film um i'd like to see quidditch through the ages in some way whether it's quidditch directly through sports or you know even from an organizational point of view with the plot there's a lot of really cool places that it could take things didn't they say that the next one's going to be fantastic beasts and then a different sub subtitle i didn't read that specifically yeah i read that that's going to be the naming convention oh that's cool Damn. that would make sense because it's harry potter and blah 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 i'm trying and to find so. it right now oh so instead of and where to find them it'd be fantastic beasts and where they're hidden or fantastic beasts and yeah where's my watch fantastic yeah. beasts will be well yeah eddie redman answered this fantastic beasts will be the remain the title and it will be and the blank welp there goes my home for mother. A, a sports movie gone. Fantastic Beasts and the Quidditch and where to find it. How's that? <laughs> you know that would have been cool though. I think it's a whole other movie. Yeah. I know, but it would be cool. I'm not a big Quidditch guy, so honestly, I'd be fine if we never saw anything about Quidditch. Okay. Not a big Quidditch guy, but I enjoy sports movies. Ah, that's a good way of putting it. I want Luna 
to commentate. We never got to see that. Yes, I do. Mm. So. I want Ginny to play in sports. But Dust yeah, I mean, off, honestly, Bonnie, right. it's going to be five movies. And so I agree with you guys. One has to be in Germany because of Grindelwald. And so mm-hmm. the other two, I think it would be nice if it goes south of the border. Probably Ooh, like, yeah. we could go to like Australia, but that's just so European. You know, it's just it's so Western. I would love it to be like Brazil or something of that nature. Or this time um, period is though so embroiled in what was happening in Eastern Europe. And not to say that there wasn't plenty happening in the rest of the world, but like she has already indicated that this sort of mirrors the World War II, you know. So I kind of wonder if we're going to stay in the like America, Western Europe. Well, I mean, I mean, Africa. I don't know. I kind of think they're going to be in like Western industrialized cities. Next one here. I got one uh, on a recording here. Here we go. Hi, you were talking two podcasts ago about Newt being Dumbledore's agent, which I completely agree with. He wasn't in New York to buy a puffskin, no doubt. However, my question is, is to what extent is he Dumbledore's agent? If you're ranking it one to ten, one being more like Harry Potter in the first book, where he's probably manipulated a little bit and mostly unaware that he's doing Dumbledore's work, and ten being full-on secret agent Sarah Snape, where do you think Newt falls? Thanks. Mm. Um, That's Kelly. Good question. It's a really good question. Um, I think that wherever he is now, he'll end up deeper as we go. And I I don't think that he's super, super in it yet. But I think I would put him somewhere around a three on that scale. Wow. I was going to put him like at a six or a seven. No, I think he'll he'll get there eventually. I don't think he'll ever be a Snape level, but I think uh, I don't know. He uh, the the clues about him being with Dumbledore or knowing Dumbledore or even having other reasons for being there seem present, but not overwhelming to think that he's above a five. But see, I think a lot to do with Harry Potter was the fact that he was an eleven year old child. Newt being a full qualified wizard just makes me want to bump him up a few notches just then and there. Totally. It depends on how much Dumbledore needs him to get done whatever he wants to get done, however he can use him. You know, it's tough to say. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's like a where Harry was in book six. He knows there's something, he knows there's an effort. He's clear on what the effort kind of is, doesn't have all the details, but isn't actively engaged agent so i put him in a six or a seven i would agree with that just because too like that was before harry had the full picture because harry had to kind of go through that full circle of like being crested with dumbledore and then kind of realizing what he actually did at the end you know it's just that it's there's been so much time since the last great conflict with the first world war and how and i'm not sure how intense grindelwald's anti-muggle stuff you know has been picking up whether it's been going on for like a good long block of years or if he's really started heating things up in the last year or two and if newt is directly helping dumbledore with that i think that makes a difference on how you know much he's using him because if he's been working with him for a long time then chances are that you know he's pretty deep in the process next question this is from a listener named sierra Hi, Pottercast. This is Sierra. I have kind of two things. My first thing is a small theory, and it's just, do you think Queenie started working in Jacob's shop 
after the end of the movie. Aww. Because there was a help wanted sign in his window. So I, that's just one theory. And then the second thing I have is just your thoughts on Newt's commander's hippopotamus mating dance. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Good stuff, Sierra. I've been trying First, to master that dance. It's very important. First off, favorite question so far because yeah. I'm a huge Queenie Jacob like fanboy. I love them so much. And I totally... <laughs> totally want her to have worked in the shop and then it slowly kind of dawned on him and get his memories back it'd be so cute and she was like i was waiting till you remembered and they kiss and embrace that's actually a fantastic idea i really like that and not i didn't notice the help wanted sign before but neither had i that's fantastic i like it i i hope she works there i love it in my head that's gonna happen now unless it's unless it predicts the actual canon that's head canon for you now one reason I wouldn't want her to work there. I don't what? think she could help herself from helping with the cooking and with her magic. That's unfair. Mm. I think Jacob's pastries should be Jacob's pastries. Mm. And so I don't know. I'm a little bit like maybe not, but you know, who knows? I mean, also, I don't I, think I really like she's likely dance. to work there necessarily, but I think that she could, if it, if it does take her a while for him to come around, then maybe she'll, you know, stop by a couple more times, but I I feel like everything, if not everything, enough came back to him in that first moment that he sees her there, that it's not going to be this big protracted, you know, get his memory back a little bit at a time. It'll come back. Like I kind of also think she'll make herself a target for the ministry if she works at his shop. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's the best argument so far against it. Because I think she could probably... I mean, she she could resist herself if she needed to with the whole cooking thing. Yeah, but it's not like it's yeah, her occlumency. Her occlumency is more her yeah. legitimacy. But Makuza for sure, because I can see right. Makuza is the, the problem. They don't care what she can and can't do. They're going to say this was a very high profile case. You're not supposed to be talking to him. You know. Yeah, for sure. Bureaucrats. And they honestly, Makuza should be using Queenie in, as an interrogator, not as a secretary. Yep. But anyway, keep going. Well, you know, pretty women, they belong yeah, someplace, right? that is ridiculous. Right? Now, it's not ridiculous at all if you're a woman. What oh, are you talking about? How many like, magical it, people in Makuza have her abilities? Like, is she hiding them from them? John, I'm not saying that it's not ridiculous. I'm saying that the fact that you are surprised that a talented woman is not recognized for her talents in any of these things, you shouldn't be surprised. And if you were me... Or a woman, you would not be surprised. But the Wizarding I'll World is a little more that, progressive, right? Because the president's female. Yeah, the freaking will... minister, the president is, is female here. So they don't let muggles and magic people like breed, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but like, half of the room, love. half the room of the people when all of like everybody's ministers and what have you were in there, like half of those people were They're women. They're not that progressive, guys. The only black person we saw was like a chambermaid. I'm not saying they're progressive or even diverse but queenie's mind reading abilities are rare i agree with you but i'm saying that being surprised that a woman isn't recognized for all of her talents in a field where men who are very mundane are rising above her none of us should be surprised by that yeah i hadn't thought about that before about her not having a larger role that makes no sense i just think that like they would exploit it if they knew. I'm if not saying smart, that she, she might be awarded a high position for it, but I think that it's a yeah. like a waste to think that 
their um, law enforcement department wouldn't want somebody who could just read somebody's mind. Like if they knew about it, surely they would. Don't you think take the bureaucrats her? at the Makuza are not exactly the best and brightest that the Wizarding World of America has to offer? I mean, Grindelwald was working under their nose for how long? Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah, that's the impression. I mean, if anybody could hide hide out their their identity, though, it seems like you would need to be like on that level of a Grindelwald yeah. or a Dumbledore. I'm sure, sure Dumbledore could have done it too. It seems like they also they also you know totally were willing to just shut down Tina for yeah. a a bad but nonetheless well intentioned and you know act. So they don't they don't have a good track record of recognizing talent, especially yeah. female and diverse talent. So who would win in a know. duel, Tina or Queenie? Mm, Tina. Tina. You think so? I think yeah. she's too soft-hearted, Queenie. Mm. Well, yeah, I just don't think Queenie's combat. You know what I mean? It's, it's different. Like, she's talented, but, but like... Queenie know exactly what spell's coming because she can read her mind? Sure, but that doesn't mean you're still going to be good at combat. If you see it coming, you can, you might dodge a punch, but... Hmm. I would argue that maybe T- uh, Queenie's more talented. I mean, Queenie is very proficient in charms, and so... How do you know that? Look at the magic she's good at. How, how yeah, do you know co- she's better at charms than something else? No, no, because not better than she's, that falls she's... under the category of uh, you know baking and all of the other magic that she's set up around the house. Like unless she paid for that, like that was the, that's charm magic. It's not transfiguration. It's not. Uh, you don't know what she transfigured. <laughs> no, no, he's she's not saying he's, oh my he's not God. saying I'm, that why, she's. Why the are you best debating the definition of <laughs> charm magic? She's magic good at charms. But why are you pointing out that because she's she was because good at charm so was work. Professor Flitwick? He's taught sure, it, but if and you're he was using like it, a dueling master. Sure, but if you're using oh, that as an example of what at. she might be good at in a duel, good at charms doesn't mean good at dueling. Like I don't know where that. Causality. I just said because like, Professor Flitwick, as a charms professor, that, that, was also that logic, known as a master dueler. But he no, I don't been, think they go hand in hand. So was Severus Snape. And so was Dumbledore. They aren't all charms professors. Being good at dueling has nothing to do with being a charms professor. It's like being good at drawing and also being good at fighting. I think you know I mean? it's way together. more conducive to, to dueling than say, I say uh, knowledge, potions. I say or vast knowledge. Vast knowledge of any divination. Yeah, and look at the potions master who could duel it with the best of them. Vast knowledge of any type of spell will help you in dueling. It doesn't have to be charms. I don't but know where what, you're getting this. What Percy causality. did. Percy in the Battle of Hogwarts, he used transfiguration in a battle. And that would mm-hmm. turn someone into a, um, a sea urchin. And that's, you know, that's, that probably was hard to do. And you Harry know, like got pretty good at dueling. And he's no professor, you know? Yeah. It's knowledge and practice. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of other characters fighting each other now. Yeah, we totally. Well, Mad Eye used transfiguration uh, on against a person as well. We've seen that only like twice, where we do have seen more charm work in battles. McGonagall, who's a transfiguration teacher, took five spells to take her down. Yeah, true. When she did the Knights of Hogwarts, was that transfiguration or charms? This seems like charm work. No to idea. Me. It feels but at like the a same charm. time. Like they have like there are parts in when they're in Flitwick's class and they charm teacups have little legs walk around yeah that seems exactly. like a transfiguration class i'm like uh what what's going on well i feel like a charm i feel like a transfiguration you it's you you change certain properties of the item and a charm you just do something to it that expires i think a transfiguration right. yeah. lasts see yeah. i like that you're like actually changing the item it's more of like a, a physical ch- a chemical change and a physical change if we're talking chemistry it's magic frankie well i know but like in chemistry a physical change can be changed back like clay 
that you crush, you can put water back into it and make it clay again. If you fire the clay in a kiln, it, it goes through a chemical change and becomes ceramic and it cannot be reversed. And so like, chemical mm. versus physical changes i would that's the only thing anyway sorry i sort of think of charms as like a glamour that it's not substantive yeah. which you know so it only like looks like it's doing what it's doing and that a glamour is something that actually changes i don't know guys we're down in the weeds here but i love it more questions sorry. i know <laughs> i do too but how much time do we have oh right yeah hi i broke the rules about you the broke timing. all the rules this person like wrote us an entire page and a half, which is lovely, and I appreciate it, and I'll definitely read it. Her name is Katie M. I won't Hi, read the whole thing here, but uh, I'm going to read one of her questions. Uh, Serafina Pickery is apparently the Makusa president until 1928, the year Hagrid is born. So what else do we think happens in 1928? Is that when Grindelwald escapes? Hmm. Oh, that'd I be mean, interesting if that's the reason why she's yeah, not do president you think it's anymore. Like- Right. Oh, also, I should say, I said before, the only black person we saw was a maid, but also Serafina Pickery, but there's all sorts of, you know, besides Serafina Pickery, so I just amend that. But, um, yeah, could it be that, like, he escaped and that was such a big deal that she, she lost all the credibility? Like, and it's kind of like a fudge situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could be. Unless that they have a, a voting term that just, you know, happens at that same time. I feel I like she's she not die. a very popular president. I like she her. Way, she's so tough. The way that she acts, though, like all of the uh, fear of consequences constantly, like I feel like she doesn't have a high approval rating if she is so concerned about the international community that they can't take a stand on what's best for her. Hmm. She doesn't seem their, like it. She seems country. tough, but not strong. I feel like it's hard to get a read on her. Or on Makuza because I know how much of an influence Grindelwald had, and so it's just kind of hard to say specifically what the truth is there. I yeah, I mean maybe I just like her because I know she's Horn Serpent. I'm like, yay, Horn Serpent. <laughs> um, just being honest there. Um, but I, I I know what'd be kind of cool is like say in 1928 Grindelwald escapes, and so she has to kind of like step down. But it's also good for her because then she can go on her own and join Newt, and uh, she's not burdened mm. with the the mantle of being president. Huh? And was she not the last, the last person in the the past? It was something like a hundred years to get the equivalent of a hat stall at Ilvermorny, and she, yeah, chose she was chosen to all herself. four houses, not even hat stall. Like it's all four. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so I don't know. I, I feel like it might be too early to write her off, but I don't know if she'll be coming back. I hope so. I yeah. really liked her. I thought she was tough. Speaking of dragons, when did Dumbledore discover the 12 uses of dragon blood? Uh, was this something he and Newt worked on together? Oh, that'd be so cool if it was. That would Sorry. be really cool. I like that. What if that's when we actually get all 12 listed? That'd be lovely. I mean, I feel like I've always wondered about that. What was what was the one that they were looking for? Oh, that's a really good point. Like, why even bother because, pulling you know, that thread? She always said they that never, she, couldn't re- she couldn't reveal all the uses. But what I'm saying is that, like, uh, nobody keeps looking for another use and another use unless they're looking for one particular thing. Like, no one told them ahead of time, there's 12 uses for this. Find them all. Right. Yeah, like, they, they found all of the ways to use dragon blood now. And that's why it's so like, They found 11 ways to do that 12th thing incorrectly. Oh, I see what you mean. That's interesting. It's interesting way to think of it. No, I mean, they do say 12 uses of dragon's blood, so it... Yeah. To, to, I mean, but but yeah, but who's to say there's 12? Why aren't there 20? Yeah. Yeah. But it's just the 12 currently known uses, I would bet. Right. So, it just made me wonder, like, what were they trying to get the blood to do? Yeah, like, what, what was their initial goal? 
that made them realize to even kind of pull up that thread. Mm-hmm. I guess it could just be exploring, experimenting for the sake of it. And like dragon's blood is like the only other blood besides a unicorn. I think that we've ever heard about having magical properties. Like what is it about those particular well, also basilisk, basilisk blood destroys horcruxes. Venom, oh, was venom not venom. blood. Right. Yeah. Venom, not blood. Interesting. I imagine other creatures probably do have like Phoenix blood probably would, but that's just, horrible oh, to maybe can you kill imagine, a phoenix if you cut its head off um, <laughs> Tem- maybe temporarily you, that's a maybe good question if you kill it it'll automatically go into like ash and egg but if you just yeah. kind of like slowly keep it alive and slowly like drain its blood but um, yeah then if you, you take it? its blood and then torch it and it comes back does it have fresh blood that you could drain and torch and continue this you would have you would have to yeah because like that seems like it makes a phoenix pretty valuable to be just like this never-ending supply of but i would imagine it's it would be hard to do that those skins can vanish and reappear and teleport so it's probably mm. hard <laughs> to do that because you put it in a cage and you're cutting it it's gonna be like uh no, yeah, sir, but i no, mean when it's poof. a baby is it does it remember what just happened to its previous self no but as soon as you inflict pain on it it's gonna go away i would imagine no you can do some counter charm to like prevent it from being able to escape if it can tell when it's young you just like you just befriend it and like make it not want to leave until you cut its head off yeah. you guys need to work at the department of regulations of the control of magical creatures like this is the problem solving that goes down on a day of work there yeah <laughs> how do we control a phoenix i, I just want to know if the, if the phoenix if it were to be killed by somebody would it know in its next life like who killed it i think so i think fox knows its life between stays yeah, and stays with, it stays with dumbledore you know what i mean and like but maybe they just have days. like an affinity for each other that transcends, you know, like in a, an intellectual understanding of their relationship. And maybe that's what Noon has with his Thunderbird. Oh, yeah. Frank. Frank. Aww. Remember his name? His name is Frank. It's my name. Frank. Remember? You guys remember that? I do. <laughs> I think I also read in that book uh, that the reason that uh, Newt was carrying around Pickett originally um was that uh he was like sick and like uh bow truckles um need warmth and so like the the body warmth from newt was purposefully there to try to like help picket recover um like it mm-hmm. wasn't just like i'm gonna pick a bow truckle to carry around today picket that was just a thing. Oh, I love Pickett. Okay, so we have now, one more. If you more cut Pickett's qu- head off. No! It- John, okay. shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. What's next? All right. I think we have a question from uh, one of our Patreon people, which I think we should talk about in the drums. Oh, that's a fantastic Ooh. plan. We're doing a really crappy job of answering. Like, I feel like we probably answered 5% of the things that we've got. It's our first episode of the new year, guys. All right, we're figuring this out again. Let's be honest. If you if you have listened to Pottercast, you can't really expect a fully straight answer. <laughs> I just think <laughs> that like, at some point, though, to so as to not discourage folks from and uh, bringing us questions we could do like a like a rapid fire uh answer spree for like the patreon people sure oh for sure i totally agree with that okay so we have a new patreon and people have been starting to talk in there we've been putting up photos we're going to be 
doing um, releasing episode a day early for all the people mm-hmm. at the highest level. So much fun stuff happening in there. And one of the things we did was ask you to tell us if you have any questions or you wanted us to address anything on the show. And we have a really nice question here from Leah Bice. And here's what it says. Uh, She says, I began listening just last year while my husband was away traveling. It brought back a lot of memories. Initially, she was disappointed that she missed out on all the all the greatness before 2007. But now she feels like she's been granted a second chance. And podcast is part of what she's doing to be a part of it. So thank you. That's really nice. That's awesome to hear. That's so encouraging. She says, on that note, while I love your insights on everything, Potter, I'm interested in hearing a bit more about how things are for you three these days, or you four, I guess. She's probably still catching up. More specifically, how have your relationships within the Potter community changed in the intervening years since Pottercast went on hiatus? Do you feel like the fandom will reemerge with the strength it once had? And how do you think it will change? And thank you for being distant companions, keeping the torch burning, and for letting me experience all the fun I originally missed. Aw, thank you, Leah. That's really sweet. So, really how, have our, how have our relationships in and around the Potter community changed since we were doing this regularly? We just had a phenomenal AlikiCon this year that felt like it was a major callback to like all of the early conventions in mm-hmm. so many like intangible ways, but it was a very common uh, feeling from the people I talked to. Yeah, it's a huge uh, consensus there. It does sort of feel almost like a homecoming event, like a like a reunion kind of thing. It's just kind of like you're reuniting with uh, you know old classmates. Like uh, you know, we all experienced this thing together. Like, do you remember that time where like blah 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 blah? Like, but it's about a book coming out, so it's kind of a little different then i don't know i guess it probably can't be that different than you know people who are like having a reunion for whatever the hell else they did with themselves i don't know i mean our relationships have based have kind of stayed the same but it's different in the sense that like this used to all used to be our job writing leaky cauldron and and doing podcast at night like that like that was a, a a really big part of our days and now it's it's we are trying working really hard and trying really hard to keep it in the rest of our lives um so that means that we have a little bit of a different relation to news and such i used to know every last thing that happened in the news and we're still reading it for the podcast but it is um it is not possible to always keep up with it all and there's not a lot of um it's it's there's not the same sort of theory mongering as there was last time however i will say that with these movies we've certainly got a lot to be going on especially after the second one comes out this year this leaky con was it's a harry potter convention and we've had melissa you've facilitated these for years but i think what you were getting at john the difference here was just kind of palpable Mm -hmm. i think it had everything to do with the kind of year that 2016 was with pottermore getting ramped up, change some, being more accessible. We had the Patronus quiz. We had Hillary Morning be announced, the idea, the concept of American Wizarding Schools and uh, just general lore being explored. And then we got Cursed Child and then we got Fantastic Beasts, which turned out to be awesome. And I know that the con happened before the movie, but I think that with how everything else was going, we were all asking the right questions. And now knowing that Fantastic Beasts is as good as it is and it's better i think it shattered everyone's expectations i think that uh, relationship wise i think everyone's just kind of more excited 
than they have been for the past several years because after the last movie premiered and it was over, there wasn't specifically any new fire to make energy come from nowhere, but now there is, and uh, it's good. It's not just random stuff, but the movie and what we're talking about on podcast these past handfuls of episodes, it's just this really good. It's exciting. Yeah, I 100% agree. I would say that I think a huge part of just the resurgence and what we felt at LeakyCon and even us being us being excited to take time out of our like quote unquote grown up lives now for lack of a better term just having like full-time busy jobs that we love but keep us very busy um, but making the time and effort to still do this is because we got so much new content like legit new content not just from like something hugely successful to make money off of like a film but just on Pottermore like the short story she released she did not have to do that like I doubt they make a lot yep. of revenue from that website people just reading it we got so much content and it was so much stuff to think about and to talk about and to theorize and I was so surprised after watching the movie for the first time how much it felt like JK Rowling it was just like, this just feels like a new Potter book to me. And then even afterward, when we recorded the first time talking about like the Obscurith stuff and realizing like, oh my gosh, Ariana was an Obscurith. Like, like just so much stuff like that, which just kind of gets me all excited and wanting to theorize and think of like all the new, um, I don't know, mechanics. And uh, I love it. So like, I think a huge part of it was just, like like Zach said, we just got real legitimate content last year and it's going to carry us for a while and it's exciting to know that we're going to get more <laughs> content soon and yeah. we can theorize about it and it's going to be kind of like book six again. Like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen next? So let's talk about it. It's awesome. Yeah. And if you're talking about Potter stuff nowadays, I live up in Vancouver right now, but I'm going to be going down to Emerald City Comic Con in Seattle in a few hey. couple in a couple months. We're going to be doing, I'm going to be doing um, a Potter panel with some other Potter friends, Ia and Christina from the um, Parcel Mouths. So, yeah. you guys look into that and join me. It'll be when one fourth That's of March Pottercast 4th. there. Yeah, one fourth of Pottercast. There you go. Show awesome. Up. So, Pottercast is going to be at the Seattle, what's it called? Emerald City Comic Con. Emerald City Comic Con. That's a big one. That's yeah. great. That's yeah. why I like, and we got a great slot, like uh it's gonna be on saturday a saturday slot like crazy and it's like at, at 3 45 awesome, so it's not like stuck at lunch or anything like that like we got a really great time slot on the on a really prime day so it should be a lot of fun cool it's not like 9 a.m on a sunday morning like our panels <laughs> at leaky content to be <laughs> listen you should just try and get to know some of the organizers of these things maybe they'll give you a better I know, slot right yeah they just I don't know. have such a funny little smirk to themselves every time they put that at 9 a.m <laughs> i think that sometimes knowing the organizer is what screws you <laughs> like oh yeah they can't complain because blah 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 exactly you bring it john get mad at me yeah i'll be like hey, okay you put my name down we'll, we'll see who shows up 
<laughs> yeah, and then sometimes we just cancel it. Because <laughs> we're like, great. I think we've canceled the last two the times time. we've done this. No. I think we have. Well, we totally had to cancel for <laughs> the Chris Child. This has just turned we into our little up. joke, like having Matt Damon on at the end of the episode. <laughs> Stay tuned for that one last podcast panel Sunday at 9 a.m. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> we'll just see kidding. you at the close. <laughs> all right. All right. Close of the open. Well, Leaky Con's coming back this year. I'm so glad it was so exciting this year because we have way more to go. We're going to be in Dublin this year. It's very exciting. Holy Dublin. Dublin. It's, it's crazy. Holy so Dublin's. Fun. If you are enjoying Pottercast, please yes. support us. Tweet at us. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Pottercast. Support us on Patreon if you are able. That's patreon.com slash Pottercast. We're just getting things going there. It's really cool. Yes. There's already a vibrant community of like 35 of you. Um, and we're looking forward to that expanding as we go. Frankie's got plans to do special doodles for our Pottercast listeners. Oh, uh, yes. And so Frankie also doodled Pottercast. By the way, you should tell people about the Niffler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was, that was uh, whose idea was that? John's? Probably John's. It sounds like a John idea. Sounds like a John idea. Well, meaning I'm like, creative like, how and brilliant. Can we draw us as a bunch of greedy, <laughs> coin-gobbling, magical it. creatures. But and I'm like, do us as Nifflers. Frankie, you put Zach in his hoodie, John as dollish. It's a t-shirt. It's a t-shirt. It's a t-shirt. <laughs> and you put me with the red with the red sparkly shoes. Yeah, because you like the sparkly shoes. I do like the sparkly shoes. She likes shoes. some shoes. I hate myself wrong with sparkly shoes. Hair. I like sparkly shoes. Come What's going to be wrong with sparkly shoes? Nothing. Uh, nothing. Do and you then, still, do you still you sparkle guys, your own uh, shoes? If you guys are a Blasted It's Group subscriber, make sure you put your fo- a photo of you as your avatar because um, once a month, I'm going to randomly select somebody and draw a caricature of them Um and I guess you need to communicate your house somehow, or I'll just pick a house for you. Whatever. No, I'll do Ilvermorny robes. Those are all the same color. Ooh, nice. They're all the same mm. color. Um, well done. Hey, speaking of those blast-ended scroots, let's give them a little shout-out real fast. Uh, yeah. Uh, wait, names, wait, right? wait. Before we do it, though, we have a contest this week. Oh, yes. Do the contest. Oh, okay, guys, alrighty. we have a contest this week. So... Warner Brothers sent us these huge, fantastic beast newt cases full of merch. <gasps> so we have four. Holy We're gonna crap. give away two this week. Uh-oh. And the way that you get one of these, it's like it's like when you get like a loot crate, but this is this is a big cardboard newt suitcase. It's newt so crate. cool. A newt, it's a newt crate. Oh my god, <laughs> excellent! It's newt crate, and it's full of fantastic beast merch, and you can win it. And here's how you do that, John. Can you please explain? So our big creative idea of the week. Um, if you had a fancy newt suitcase that actually worked <laughs> uh, magically, uh, what would you put inside of it? Um, tweet us your best or whatever comes to your head first. The first thing that came to my head was Mad-Eye Moody. Um, yes. But just uh, go ahead and find us on Twitter. We'll be tweeting about the contest and all you have to do is, you know, quote that tweet with your answer and we will find it. And if you're desperately confused about what quoting a tweet means, we'll probably find it too if you just use hashtag Pottercast. But uh, we'll be watching for them there and uh, we'll pick the cleverest one at random or either one of those options. And uh, yeah, we'll have a winner. And I think, what what you say, two two winners this week? We'll win. Yeah, let's do two winners. Let's do one from the public and one from our Patreon. Can you go oh, into nice. detail about what the hell this suitcase is? Like, is it it's just big, filled with every flavor beans or anything? It's a big <laughs> newt suitcase and there's different merch Bookmarks. in each of them. And you will probably get, I don't know, a scarf and maybe like a little doll. I don't know. There's a Holy lot of crap. lots of good stuff in them. Lots of good stuff. It's a cool 
cool item. Will they get any do not disturb signs uh, from <laughs> 2007's famous... Listen, if you're suggesting d- that I open these boxes, throw in and, some and, of the piles of extra merch I have in every yes. corner of my apartment... I've also got some MuggleCast shirts if anyone wants yeah. those. We'll just we'll oh, just, we'll just them up. Can we start just randomly sending one person a week a MuggleCast t-shirt? Yeah. Sorry, they're, mu- they're MuggleNet, but I can write cast on them. I'm sure oh, that they're mine. Net, that's chalk. fine, too. That's wonderful. <laughs> Let's just, yeah, yeah. Okay, for now, we're giving away these boxes. When we're out of boxes, we will do the next thing, okay? Yes. So tweet something. Make sure to use hashtag Pottercast. Don't start it at Pottercast. We need the tweet. The idea is that you tweet about us. Make sure yeah. pe- you let people know about the show. And in exchange, you might win a box. What would you guys put in your new case? Um, Coffee. I mean- I would keep all of my art supplies in there and I wouldn't have to worry about it taking up space uh, inside my apartment. And you could charm it so that it's not heavy, Frankie. Uh, yeah, I would I mean, charm it that way. I feel like the obvious answer here is just like you freaking live in it. Like, <laughs> why yeah. would you not? Like, you could put a cool ass place in there and like you could just store yourself in like, you know, locker rooms or, you know, like. Except, I don't know. except I would need like a window. you have no control Except that you don't have any control over where the suitcase goes. No, I'm saying like, you lock it up in like, you know, you go to, you know, some locker area. I got a theme park. Like one of those yeah. stories reminds me, Just like This reminds me of the storage. Muppets. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is the Muppets take Manhattan when they live in the locker. Oh my <laughs> that's gosh, right. that's right. Oh, I love that movie. Uh, so as you see, the possibilities are endless. If I have my suitcase that I live in, and Frankie shows up with his suitcase that has like a huge art supply store or whatever Frankie decides to put in there. And a Starbucks. And Frankie and comes Starbucks, yeah. into my suitcase apartment carrying his suitcase. Could we then go into Frankie's suitcase from inside my suitcase? Yeah. That works. Why wouldn't that work? Yeah. I don't know. Like how many layers could you go? It's like Russian dolls of suitcases. I think you can yeah. go forever. It's just magic, yeah, you can right? Go forever. It's because magic. like if there is like an actual physical limit to how big new suitcase could be, could he not just expand it again with an additional suitcase? But that space is contracted into the other suitcase. Tweet about it. Tweet the things. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to all of our blast ended scroots, including Catherine, Jessica, Diane, Amel, Sophia, Greg, Andrew, Julie, Ryan, Adele, Robert, Leah. Uh, Cigarette. Person with a screen name that looks like cigarette. Um, screen name named CP and Allie and Sean and Megan and Brett and Jim. Woo-woo. That was Cigar Regret, by the way. Those are air Cigar Regret. You guys are awesome. We appreciate it. A lot of these names I recognize from having been long t- time listeners and yeah, uh, cool. frequent uh, folks. And I think that's super cool. Super cool. Thank you guys. Have fun getting the episode early. Yes, you will get this episode a day early. That's right. Including a lot of our outtakes and crap that we cut out. (laughs) Oh boy, crap we cut out. Um, There was a lot today, so enjoy those. Yes. All right, so I'm going to go because it's midnight here and you West Coast dwellers are don't realize that 
I'm super tired. <laughs> so oh, I'm, no, we just choose to ignore that. I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah, because we're horrible people. No, yes. I just, you just, it's just, you know, you'd have no reason to, to feel what I feel. So oh, I'm going to go Well, this is, this is <laughs> our version of a 9 a.m. panel on freaking Leaky. Hun. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> Payback. Fine. Let's keep talking about Payback. suitcases. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I know. It's like midnight. We're talking about suitcases. That's why I'm sort of like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> suitcases. <laughs> suitcases. I'm tired. I'm in my suitcase so I could sleep right now. Let's argue about charms some more. Review us on, on iTunes. Yes. Please. Give Don't us forget. reviews on iTunes, please. Yes. You can say nice things. <laughs> yes. It is important, though. People don't realize that there's like a purpose to this because like if a show gets a lot of re- reviews, then iTunes takes a look at it and puts it on like the boards of like right. top 100 and then more people discover the show. And that's what we want because the more people listening, the more people are writing in with cool questions and uh, all of this stuff and it just makes for a better show. Totally. And we need that Patreon money. Frankie's cat needs a new liver. <laughs> and a leash. It's important. He's hungry. He ate the last one. He ate his last liver. He so desperately needs a new one. Oh my god. It wasn't a medical liver. It's just dinner liver. Just need some liver. Some yes. dinner. Okay. Clark, say hi. Clark. That was perfect. Clark. Oh, I need my dog to come say hi now. He not say hi. Trust me. In our fantastic piece. Oh yeah, hold on. Let me get Clark. Meow. Come on, dude. Peace, strike. Clark, say hi. Wait, was that Strike or Clark? No, Strike. What? Clark, strike sounds like a freaking bear. Guys, I'm going to fall asleep on the microphone. Wait, let's keep Melissa on longer with animal sounds. No. I'm just going to hang up on you all. You guys want to hear Strike growl no, again? I'm just going to hang up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to hang up on you all. All right. Good Bye, plan. everyone. Melissa. Bye. Oh, we've missed it. W. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. (laughs) 